0: Welcome to TOG online sit back and relax prepare to be blessed and receive the word of God it's TOG online a different experience But same powerful God same powerful impact get connected Praise God hallelujah We're going to continue this Sunday to begin to look at where we left off. Okay. Um, what are these better promises? What are the better promises? Okay, and last Sunday? We, we, I believe we, 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 we said um, all of this uh, is captured in in the phrase that Apostle Paul used, which, which is the unsearchable riches of Christ. All of that because it is so pro, it is so, um it is so limitless, it is so inexhaustible, and so Paul uh, called it um that the, the, this new this new covenant carries uh, these better promises and that phrase captures it so powerfully, okay? Um, we now also began to look at the in him, um, you know, uh, promise which is powerful, okay? We won't go back into it. But you know, as we as we begin to, today we're going to look at three promises and on Wednesday we'll look at, at um, um, you know, whatever is left maybe about about two or so or three of them on Wednesday so please hook up okay but you know I want to say to you that the reason we're teaching this is not to fill our heads with information it's not just it's not it's not an academic exercise you know Jesus the very words of Jesus you know what he said he said if you continue in my word he says then you shall know the truth and then you know what he said he said the truth shall set you free It's the truth you know and you understand that sets you free. I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of things that you're going around going to, you know, prayer houses and all. My wife and I never never had to do any of that because all we did was to continue in his word. And as we continued in his word, there was a revelation of his truth. And the moment we got to know his truth, you know what, every form of captivity was broken because it's the truth we know that sets us free. And I pray that this truth we've been teaching these last few weeks would set you totally free in the name of Jesus. The truth will not only make you free, because it's not a one-time thing, but it will set you free in the name of Jesus. You will no longer be bound by that situation because of the truth that you know. And you know, many people don't know this, but, but the biggest weapon of the enemy is deception. And as for as long as you don't know the truth, he will deceive you. That's what he did with Adam and Eve. He deceived them because they didn't know the truth. So I pray in the name of Jesus that the truth concerning the New Covenant uh, will bring not only illumination, but it will bring total liberty and freedom over our lives in the name of Jesus, okay? And I also pray uh, that this word will grow mightily in your life, it will grow mightily in your family's life, and it will, it will prevail in the name of Jesus. Total, total freedom. Your life will begin to look like the word of God. <laughs> your, wife, your life will begin. Your family's life will begin to be a reflection of the word that you hear. When people see you, they will see an epistle walking. Why? Because your life has now become a manifestation of the truth of the word of God that you carry on your inside. Your life will no longer be different from the word of God that you know. Praise God! Finally, before we begin to look at, at our scriptures and to teach, also uh, you know this this morning. Um, I want to pray um, also that as we teach that the grace of God that this new covenant carries be released over you, over your situation, over your household, and it will overwhelm that situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So what are the better promises of the New Testament? Number two, Okay, but let's, let's, let's first look at God's, um, the scriptures, our foundation scriptures. We had looked at Ephesians chapter 1 from f- verse 7 uh, uh, and then all the way to verse 12. So we're going to, uh, this Sunday morning, we're going to read the Bible. So if you, if you can pick up your Bible, it should be a blessing. But um, I believe we'll also be able to show you uh, the scriptures this Sunday uh, on, on, on the screen. So Ephesians 1, um, I begin to read from verse 7. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Father, bless your word this Sunday morning in Jesus' name. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Verse 9. Having made known to us, I like that, having made known to us the mystery of his will, is no longer, is no longer, it's uh, no longer a secret. He's made known to us uh, through his word, the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. In him, verse 11, in him also, we have obtained an inheritance, hallelujah. And we're gonna be talking a little bit about that this Sunday morning. In Christ also, We have obtained an inheritance, being predestined. We're going to be looking at that on Wednesday, so make sure you you hook up because there's a a predestination that we carry as children of God. There's a predestination, there's a destiny that we have in God. Okay, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Praise God. Now we're going to look at another scripture, uh, Romans chapter 3, and read from verse Verse 23, Romans chapter 3. Please make sure uh, you're looking at your Bible or if you don't have a Bible, just let's just stay focused on the screen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, this Sunday morning. Thank you for healing that person even now. Thank you for your healing power that is flooding through that person's spinal cord and healing that back pain in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Thank you, Holy Spirit, this morning for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God verse 24 are being justified freely by his grace through the redemption thank you Jesus for all have sinned and come short the old king james says and come short but the new king says and fall short of the glory of God there's a glory that every child of God should carry okay but but when we sin every one of us everyone fell short of that glory. Okay, and that's why there's redemption. Verse, verse 24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. There's redemption in Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah, hallelujah. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Verse 26, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness. I like this. That he might be just, praise God, and be justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So, what is the second uh, better promise uh, that we have? um in the new covenant the second one and it's so so powerful is God has promised us redemption in Christ God has promised us God has promised you God has promised your household redemption in Christ you know redemption is such a powerful concept And I pray that it becomes, as we teach, it becomes your reality in the name of Jesus. Your reality in Christ is that you have been redeemed in Christ. And I know many of us, uh, we hear the word redemption, uh, you know, we say, you know, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, you know, in Psalms, we sing songs of redemption and all that. But I wonder how many of us truly understand what redemption really means. Because the truth is this, if you understand what it means that we have redemption in Christ, You should be jumping every day. You should be celebrating every day. Okay? And I'm trusting God that, you know, to be honest with you, we should... Spend at least two Sundays in teaching on redemption because that's how how important it is, okay But because we're just um, looking at these things overviews So we can't uh, spend that amount of time, you know, to to break it down But I believe that sometime in the future we'll be able to spend um, enough time to break down um, You know all of what redemption entails But I want to say to you that, you know, it's redemption uh, is so powerful that even under the Old Covenant under the Old Testament you know, especially with the Jewish people, in fact, when you mention the word redemption for, to a Jew, he knows what it means. Just like we've been saying, if you mention the word covenant to a Jew, they know what it is. Because, I mean, for the Jews, they knew that they were covenant people. They knew it. And I'm praying that you will understand as you go into, into this new week and indeed for the rest of your life, that you are a covenant person. I want you to actually write that down. Say, I am a covenant person. Covenant speaks for me. It speaks for my household. I have a covenant with God through Jesus and that is the truth Now the Jews knew that okay, the Jews knew they were covenant people. They were chosen They were picked uh, as a nation to enter into this incredible covenant with God and you know We are the people now that God has entered into this very profound covenant with Okay, so the same the same as covenant same as redemption Same the Jews were very familiar with with the word redemption in fact if you were to, to, to do a Bible search and use the word redemption or redeemed, okay, in, in, in the Old Testament, it, it will amaze you how many times that word shows up, especially in the book of Leviticus. And you know, the, 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 the Levites were, were, were the priests under the Old Covenant, okay? God, God spent so much time teaching the Levites to, to, to teach the truth of Israel about redemption. Hallelujah. And so you hear, I mean, God spent so much time talking about redemption. But, you know, whatever um, you know, they experienced or they enjoyed under the Old Covenant, what we have in Christ, it is out of this world. The redemption that we have in Christ is out of this world, okay? The, the, the Bible says in the, in the Ephesian scripture uh, that we read that in him we have redemption. In Jesus, we have redemption. In Jesus, I'm going to say it again, in Jesus, the, the promise of redemption is in Jesus. The promise of redemption for you, yes, you, is in Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Okay, what does it mean uh, to be redeemed? What exactly uh, is redemption? Like I said, it's a whole it's a whole big concept that it will take me two or three Sundays uh, to be able to unbundle. But you know, uh, to, to redeem means to buy back. To redeem means to, to buy back. To deliver, to re, to, for something that was held in bondage to be taken back, to be released. That's what it means, okay? To buy back, okay? So in Christ Jesus, we have been bought back. One of the scriptures we read this uh, morning was in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. I, it says, for all, okay, for all have sinned and they have come short of the glory of God. Now that was not the plan of God. The plan of God is that every child of his will experience glory on the earth. From the time of Adam, that was the plan of God. But you know, man fell. And so man, uh, we, we became in need for redemption. Okay? So, so it means, and that's why another word I, I'm, I'm going to look at the scripture uh, today that we, we'll talk about that is another word for, for redeemed or redemption is to be ransomed. To be ransomed. For because the moment we fell, uh, we all went into captivity. <laughs> Every man, every woman, you know, before Christ was in captivity, was in bondage. You know, and the type we see um, is, I mean, there are so many types in the Bible. But, 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 you know, you keep hearing God say that he redeemed Israel from the captivity of, from the house of bondage in Egypt. So, so Israel uh, was in bondage for 400 years. And God went in there at the Passover and redeemed them so that they were no longer slaves to the house of bondage. Now, when you became born again, this will this will excite you. Once once you became truly, genuinely born again, you have been redeemed. Every chain, ah, yeah, every form of captivity was broken in Christ, and and that's why that's why you know it, it is not proper New Testament theology for for somebody who is truly born again to still feel that they are bound. No, you cannot. That prison door was opened the day you got born again. <laughs> For in Jesus, you have redemption. You have been redeemed. You have been redeemed, <laughs> and that's why you know Jeremiah. Oh, so powerfully, he says. He says, "And the ransom of the Lord shall return." Thank you, Jesus. I, I think that's Jeremiah uh, chapter fifty-one, verse thirty-four. It says, and the ransom of the Lord, I hope that's the reference. It says, and the ransom of the Lord, you know, shall, shall return, okay? It says, with singing on, on, on Mount Zion. They shall return with singing, okay? And with rejoicing on their head. Let me say this to you the day you got born again, you became the ransom of the Lord. And you know, that's why the Bible also says that when the captivity of Zion was turned, hallelujah, we're like those that dream. When the captivity of Zion was torn, because we have been redeemed in Christ, your captivity has, has been torn. You are now the ransom of the Lord. You are now the ransom of the Lord. You are no longer in that captivity. Before Christ came, we were, we were bound to sin. We were bound to death. Oh, Jesus. You know, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures uh, to see what exactly, How does this. Uh, um, how does this redemption play out in our everyday life? So that this is just sounding, you know, very spiritual. <laughs> because this thing must 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 speak in your daily life. It must speak in your home. It must speak in your family. It must speak in your marriage. It must speak concerning your children. Because that's actually what God... God didn't mean it for you to be hanging somewhere in the air. You must be... be If you're not experiencing it already, I pray because our faith in God's word is rising in your heart. You will now begin to experience it in the name of Jesus. Uh, Let's look at um, just a couple of them. Uh, Let's look at Hosea because especially at a time like this, there's so much sickness and the fear of death is all around. Hosea chapter 13 verse 14. Uh, The book of Hosea chapter 13 verse 14. Praise God. Praise God. And we look at one New Testament scripture. Like I said, there's just so much. My, my challenge right now is which scripture to use, which one and not to use. Because there's just so much in God's word concerning redemption. All of our journey with God is actually a journey of redemption. Okay, Hosea chapter 13 verse 14. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah, wherever you are, say hallelujah. Okay, now, I, I, I read about verse 14 of Hosea chapter 13. Now this is a promise that God has made. And we 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 will have a greater promise you see he said i will ransom them from the power of the grave thank you jesus you want to put your name there you want to put your family's name there i will ransom them from the power of the grave you cannot be afraid of death in this covid 19 season you should not why because the promise is upon your life. He says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Somebody shout, hallelujah. He says, oh death, I will be your plague. Oh Jesus, y- you know, can you imagine God saying to death that he will, he will give death, COVID-19. God will plague death. He will plague your plague. God will plague your plague. That's a promise. Because he's making this to covenant people. Thank you, Jesus. He says, he says, oh death, I will be your plagues. He says, oh grave, I will be your, now these are things, I'll be destruction. These are things that normally afflict us. But God says in redemption, first of all, you've been ransomed from the power of the grave. And that's what the Bible says, you know, and I've used that to pray for a couple of people, uh, you know, this season. He says, every covenant with death and the grave, God has annulled under the new covenant. Every covenant that you have, you know, some of you are afraid of death. And you have a headache and you think it's COVID-19. You have a slight fever and you're shaking. You say, Pastor, I think the thing has come. I want to say to you uh, this Sunday morning that every covenant that the enemy has entered into with you with death and the grave, God says that he has annulled it. To annul means he has counseled it. <laughs> and who has said a thing and it came to pass when God has not commanded it. And so over your life and over your destiny, I pray in the name of Jesus that every fear of death, every covenant with death and the grave is annulled in the name of Jesus. Because it says you have been ransomed from death. Hallelujah. You have been redeemed from the grave. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is God's word. And that word will influence you, will control you, will empower you in this season. in the name of... That is the promise God has made. Hallelujah. Now, because of time, we can't just be flipping through because there are so many promises. But you know in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, oh, so powerful, that's new covenant. What did Paul say in Galatians three thirteen? He says, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. He says, because the Bible says that curse is he who hangs on the tree. So Jesus hung on the tree so that you and I can be free from the cost of the law. What exactly is the cost of the law? You know that God had, had given all of these commandments, instructions under 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 Moses. In fact, Moses gave 613 laws. Now God knew that it was impossible for men to keep them. And that's why that, that old covenant, he found fault with it. And the Bible says because he found fault, fault with it, he had to do a new one. Oh, come on now, we should be thanking God. Because he knew we didn't have the ability and the capacity. Can you imagine how many of them you break every day? And he knows we cannot. Okay, but you know, many times when we read, and many of us do it, when you read, um, um, I, I think it's Deuteronomy uh, 28, okay? Um, you know, all those blessings, powerful blessings, all the way to verse 14. know we we like to confess it and declare it but many of us don't like to read from verse 15 because in fact the curses were more than the blessings the curses in the maybe you know after service you want to go take a look at it so god was saying if you break any of these laws these curses shall come but when jesus christ came somebody say hallelujah He totally redeemed us from that curse of the law. Because it meant that every time you broke those laws, a curse was going to come. But now you are free. Somebody say I'm free. That's what redemption means. You are free. The prison doors are open. You are free. You're not bound by that generational cost. It's a lie. You're not bound by that, uh, your grandfather, your grandmother. No, it's a lie. The moment you became born again, you became a, a new creation. And a new covenant took over your life. Let me tell you this. There are some of us who shouldn't have any business making any progress. Because we know how our grandparents were. But you know what? The moment I got born again, those chains were broken. I know they don't teach us this enough. We don't teach this enough. But actually what, you, what you're carrying now is a generational blessing. Because that's the scripture says in Galatians 3.13. It says that now we can become ones who will inherit the blessing of Abraham. The moment you became redeemed, the curse of the law was broken over your, over your life. And you know what? You became, you, you now have access to the blessings of the new covenant. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, now the, the, the word redeemed or the word ransom typically, uh, you know, means that somebody was holding us hostage. In this case, the enemy of our soul held us in bondage before we got born again. Okay, sin held us held us in bondage. Yes, generational cost generational limitation. The things that are you know familiar uh, to your background, to your ancestry, they actually they had a right. They had a right to hold you in bondage. But, but the moment you became born again, genuinely, truly born again, you know what? The redemption in Christ has set you free. If you didn't know that, know that is not even. Say to yourself, you are free. And remember the promise he made? He said, he that the Son of God has set free. You know what? You are free indeed. The chains of captivity are gone. They are gone. You have been redeemed. And now let the redeemed of the lord say so hallelujah let the redeemed of the lord say so let you are the redeemed let the oh hallelujah the ransom of the lord shall return and you know i want to say this there's just so much to say on that redemption and the way it's going clearly i'm I'm going to just stop it at redemption because i can't even the other one i I will look at about the second promise is the promise of eternal inheritance i was going to talk about inheritance because you don't have a clue that when the testator died you became just like when a rich man dies your name is in the wheel your family's name is in the wheel so so let, let's do that on Sunday we're going to look at that on Sunday okay uh, and then we're going to look at promise of salvation what it means okay so, so let's just quickly just finish on, on, on redemption okay so so clearly you know in a, in, a, in, a, in a part of the world I don't know where you're watching me from you know of course um, kidnapping has become a very profitable business a very profitable, and you know, typically, a kidnapper doesn't kidnap a poor person. Because he knows that if he kidnaps somebody who is very poor, nobody will redeem the person. Where would the ransom money come from? So, the richer the person is, it kidnapper targets one that has value. And I want to say to you, you carry value. Praise God. And so the enemy, as it were, were kidnapped in the house of bondage before our salvation. And so a ransom needed to be paid. You know who paid that ransom? Jesus. He said let them go. Take me in the place. <laughs> let them go. And so when Christ died, we were not ransomed by silver or gold. We had far more value. It wasn't by with dollar or euro or pounds or yen or lira by his own precious blood, were redeemed. It's it's not only something that happened 2,000 years ago, it's still a present truth. It is still a present truth. The blood of Jesus is still speaking redemption over you now. You have no business being in that mess. You have been redeemed. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, who paid the ransom? The Father. God was the one who used his son to gain us back, to bring us out of every shackle and every captivity and every slavery. Somebody say hallelujah. You know, you know I, I think the scripture I used before, I, 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 um, Jeremiah 51 uh, verse 34, I, I think it's actually Jeremiah trying to uh, describe the nature of, of who this Redeemer is. You know, Jeremiah says, our Redeemer is strong. Hallelujah. He says, our Redeemer is strong. The one that redeemed us is strong. The one that redeemed you is strong. You want to, you want to look at it later. Your Redeemer is strong. And I like also what Job say, says. I, I think it's uh, Job 19 verse 25. You know, uh, Job said something. You know, Job was going through so much. We know, you know the story of Job. But you know, I like the confession of Job. You know what Job said? And it's a song that we sing now. But it was Job that said, uh, in the midst of his trouble, now, now, of course, we know that Job was eventually, uh, by in chapter 42, his captivity was turned. God turned his captivity. But you know in chapter 19, Job held on to God. Do you know why he held on to God? You know what he said? He said, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. You know, one of the most powerful things about redemption is this. It's not only a past tense, something that happened two thousand years ago. It's also a, a present reality. That means that at any point you're going through any difficulty, you need to be able to say like Job, I know that my redeemer lives. Thank God that we have one who not only has redeemed us 2,000 years ago, but even today he's still in the business of redemption. (laughs) And because if Job kept on making that confession, he kept on saying, I know that my Redeemer lives, I know, because he kept on saying, I know that God will redeem me out of this situation. And I want to pray with somebody this Sunday morning. I want to declare that God will redeem you out of that situation in the name of Jesus. For those of you who are members of the Teo Jesus Church family, you know, at the beginning of the year, there's something I said, and it was by revelation from God. In the kingdom, everything is redeemable. Every situation is redeemable. There is no situation that the blood of Jesus has not redeemed you from, none. Whether it's cancer, redeemed, <laughs> diabetes, redeemed, hepatitis A or B, redeemed, because he saves to the uttermost those who have come to, to him through Christ. Your redeemer is not dead, your redeemer is strong. Hallelujah. A day came and I close. A day came. So much to say, so little time. A day came when Ruth needed to be redeemed. And her closest relative couldn't, well, Naomi really, and then Ruth, was a poor person, was a poor man. So he said, in an attempt to redeem, Naomi and Ruth, I will lose my inheritance, I can't. But God raised up a man, his name was Boaz. Boaz was wealthy, and Boaz redeemed not only Naomi, but Dubois also redeemed Ruth. You know, Boaz is a type of Jesus. And that's why Jesus Christ today, this morning, he is our kinsman man, redeemer. He's our closest relative. He's our big brother. He's still in the business of redeeming situations. Just like Boaz, there's no way he will see any of Any of his younger brothers like you. Younger sisters like me, like you. And he will not redeem you. He's your closest relative. Jesus is your king's man, redeemer. That is the nature of your redeemer. Your redeemer is strong. Your redeemer still lives. And that's the promise we have under the new covenant. And so this Sunday morning, I pray that you begin to experience the incredible power of redemption that has been activated by the blood of Jesus. He gave his life so that you can be redeemed. He gave his life so that you can be set free. And therefore, this morning, every prison door is open and is open eternally in the name of Jesus. Every chain is broken. You cannot still be in the house of bondage. You cannot still be in. Tied down to sin or addiction or sickness or poverty. Why? Because you have been redeemed from the cost of the law. And don't be afraid that somebody costs you. The blessing is stronger than the cause. The promise is greater than the problem. The blessing is stronger than that cost. The blessing of redemption. Here, pastor, and you know what? <laughs> the promise of redemption is far greater than that problem you're going through. And therefore, let it become evidence and evident in your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because in Him, in Jesus, we have redemption. Not only was this something that was done 2,000 years ago, is our present day reality because our Redeemer lives. The ransomed of the Lord shall return with singing and rejoicing. That's your, that's that's your that's your portion in going forward you shall surely return you know when they release move from captivity do you see them when 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 they release move from after they kidnap them and they are so joyful a season of joy is coming upon you because the chains are broken freedom has come in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen praise god as always i've not run out of words just run out of time okay so that's so we have the promise of redemption that is better the Old Testament didn't have it